Well, the market has exploded in the treasury. Even though the Fed said they're going to hold, it has exploded this morning. Hey, Joe, how are you doing? You know what? Like, let's just, I, I found some play money in my office randomly. Let's just throw it all away. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, it's it was interesting morning from yesterday to today. I mean, MBS down 85-ish basis points, 90-ish basis points. The bond market today up 10, 11 uh, on, the, on the Treasury. Um, wow. On the 10-year? What? We're... I, I don't know what what's going on here. Yeah, it. Um, good morning, Brendan Rendo with the Holmes Orlando team, joined as always by Joseph Dion. Uh, please like and subscribe. It. We were going to come out this morning, basically talking about how Jerome Powell, his his meeting yesterday, he wasn't never exuberant. Um, <laughs> come on, but he was. <laughs> it was Powell. He actually didn't mention any of his tools yesterday, which is cool. Because <laughs> uh, we, we, we on the on the broadcast I watched, we we always count the number of times he says tools. Um, he didn't have any, but the words he was using yesterday, one of the big ones was neutral. What's the neutral rate? What the neutral rate looks like? It's going to be higher than we thought. The neutral rate is this. You know, the neutral rate. He kept talking about the neutral rate, and then the another thing is someone asked him about the soft landing. And I thought he was going to panic right there. He just pulled back and just kind of like, well, and historically, we know the Fed has never had a soft landing. No. Ever. What is going to make this time any different? Well, if you talk, if you talk about it enough, you're going to will it into existence, right? No, no, probably not. No. No. Maybe, no. Maybe if we talk about it a whole bunch and then we just stop talking about it when we don't have the soft landing, we, we can placate that it never really was something on the table. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, when you got, you got a dispute with someone, you figure, oh, well, if I just shut my mouth, it will go away. Yeah. This, this isn't going away. And it was interesting because he, he threw a, little jab at yelling yesterday kind of like bam you know out of, out of out of the side because someone had asked him about mortgage rates and he said well you know that's really on the treasury like oh oh is that a little jab like you know and i and i caught that i'm like okay and i understand exactly what he's saying is basically Treasury, get your get your house in order. Congress, you're talking about a shutdown again. Get your house in order, mm -hmm. because since since the suspension of the uh, the uh, debt ceiling, which was the stupidest thing they've ever done, bunch of idiots. You know what? You know, but since the suspension of the debt ceiling, we're going to ring up three trillion dollars of debt by the end of December. Yep. And it goes back to the same old thing. If you're putting out all this debt, the yields have got to push up. Mm -hmm. And I called you Monday morning because Sunday night, 
between about eight and 10 o'clock in the treasury market, there was a anomaly. It was a glitch, you know, a glitch. <laughs> the two year exploded nearly 50 basis points for like two hours and then came down back to normal. And the 10 jumped, I believe, was about two tenths of a point mm -hmm. and pulled back. And then all of a sudden pulled back within two hours. And they're saying, oh, it was a glitch. It was just a glitch. It was a glitch in our system. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm wondering if that glitch was the Fed stepping in to hold everything back before the meetings. Because what did we get this morning? Welcome to your 10-year yeah. treasury yield this morning. We went from basically 4.34 to 4.48 in the opening this morning. In the opening. Bam. In the opening. Boom. It was so pretty. You're probably not going to see too many uh, rate sheets initially this morning. I imagine they're going to hold back to see they're what gonna, this They're going to hold back. I mean, well, it was interesting yesterday. I mean, we talk about it. The... You know, you're talking the 30 year, you know, we're down 85 basis points from basically 1130 a.m. yesterday, 85. Like we saw a lot of investors reprice multiple times. We saw investors like pause pricing. We haven't seen that type of activity in a little bit, you know. Um, so it's kind of there's a lot of uncertainty. And I think today we're going to see some investors hold back, see where it's going to go or they're going to price really, really conservative. And, and the reality is, is this 10 year at 4.48, what's our next, what's our next resistance? It's four, four and a half, which is four what? A psych, that, that's a psychological barrier. There's nothing else beyond, beyond that. So it's like, what happens if it goes above four and a half? I, I think if we push above four and a half, I think we push, I think, I think it, it pops up to five really quick. Yeah. I, I really think it pushes up and if they're going to continue to put out this 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 additional debt, mm -hmm. it, it has no place to go but there. Yeah, it, it really it really doesn't. And you know when we look at you know we look at this every week is what are people betting the Fed Fed is going to do? Well, mm -hmm. they came out and basically key points were. One, we're probably going to have to do another quarter point increase before the end of the year, which means the November or December meeting, correct? Yep. And then they had expected possibly four rate reductions next year. Pulled that back to two. Yep. So his, his summary was rates are going to be higher for longer. So it means get comfortable where rates are because this is probably where we're going to sit buckle in for, for a good for at least a good year year and a half this mm -hmm. is this is where we're going to sit unless we have that crash instead of the soft landing if we have the crash which you're seeing it pull back in all the numbers i think i think that's where we are because i mean you look at december and you still got over 50 percent betting that they're not going to do a rate increase in December. Yep. So that tells me that we've got a lot more people looking at the numbers going forward instead of back mm -hmm. saying, 
this economy is you can say it's strong all you want but it's not mm-hmm. it's not and the effects it's having the the incredible amount of debt the higher interest rates from the fed you know corporate bankruptcies are up 56% right now Ooh. from last year that's a little bit that's a little bit and it, and the money supply for the first time in history or for the first time since the great depression is shrinking again mm-hmm. so there's a lot of indicators that are not positive at all and Fannie Mae came out and said the U.S. housing market is headed for the largest slowdown since 2011. They are projecting 4.8 or 4.9 million homes sold next year. That's it. From a peak we had a year and about a year ago of, of over six, was it six and a half million? That's a big pullback. That's a that's a huge pullback. When you see, and then what else we've got, uh, you know, the builders, builder confidence is down, right? Yeah. Yep. Builder think, confidence uh, National down. Association of Home Builders, their index down another five points for September reading to 45. Uh, which and what is, did you tell me this morning? Oh, oh, magically. And I, I don't know about timeline, right? DR Horton's yep. CEO steps down yesterday evening. Right after Powell? I, I don't know why. I feel like sometimes like things line up very interesting. Obviously, yeah. that's probably in the work. But, you know, if there was confidence in where deep, like building and construction and new build and the housing market and all that stuff, would the CEO be stepping down? No. Probably not. Probably not. Rode the wave. Now he's like, time to get off the wave. Right here in July, this is when builder confidence was up. Mm-hmm. Since then... Two months in a row, we've had builder confidence slide a lot, tremendously. Look at their stock price. Boom. We should have been shorting it, Joe. <laughs> Would have, could have been a good time to short it. Yeah, I think it still may be a good time to short it. But I mean, because they can only they can only buy the rates down for so long. Yeah. Because it, it it just gets more and more expensive to try and buy these rates down. Yep. And if the if the rates keep going up, instead of buying it down to where they were buying at five percent, if all of a sudden, you know, okay, now I can only buy it down to six and a half, those people who could afford it at the five, five and a half, are going, nah, nah, I can't do it. I I just can't do it. It's mm-hmm. it's it's no different than we have right now in the resale market where and we're going to see it in the numbers is the resale market has really pulled back because people are just looking at going at seven and a seven and a half. You know, we, I can't afford it. I mean, we did the, we showed the information last week where the average mortgage right now is principal and interest only is $2,300. And then you add taxes, insurance, on top of it, you're now, you're now sitting $3,000 for a mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. You've got to have one member in your household work just to pay for your place to live. Yeah. And that's just, it. it, 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 it of course, is not sustainable. I, I think we're just, 
everything is going to build to a crescendo and where it's going to fall. It's, it's just, it's just going to fall. You got a trillion dollars worth of debt. I mean, here in, a, in just over a week, the student loan payments start. Oh yeah. You know, with an average, average student loan payment of $502. Woo. That, yeah. That debt comes back onto people. We're going to knock out another good portion of buyers. What you mentioned, refinances are going up, right? Correlation. Yeah, this was, this was the. Pot, I, I've talked to multiple people that are asking, hey, Joe, can I do a cash out? And one of their concerns being brought up is student loan payments resuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you look at it. Why would demand surge for refinances? One reason right now, when you're going, when you be going, when you're going from maybe a three percent, even say four, four and a half percent interest rate to a seven and a half interest rate to pull out money, it's because you're tapped. Yeah. You are you are tapped out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's you know, you you see the the resale numbers, and it's amazing how strong people the spending has continued but all that spending is coming from debt mm -hmm. it's all coming from debt it's all coming from credit cards yeah and once i, I mean credit card companies you're seeing articles be ready to be denied your loan be ready to be denied your credit card and they're cut and they're actually starting to cut people's and you're seeing it cut people's um limits on their credit cards you had ten thousand. Well, they just no, no. We're going to cut you down to five. Mm -hmm. So it just, like I said, historically we have never had a soft landing, and I don't see anything projecting out that says that we're going to have it's going to be any different this time. Exactly. There's, there's nothing there's nothing there and then you know when we hop into our numbers for orlando you know we had mentioned this that with when that spike jumped we saw the uh, decrease in the number of homes mm -hmm. and again this week we didn't break the 400 mark in sales and our inventory increased mm-hmm single family homes and this is interesting when we pop down i just pop right down into this as of last week we now have more homes on the market than we did in january so they're changing we are flipping them the market is now flipping the market is going to start flipping i mm -hmm. really believe that i think we're going to see more price decreases come out. I think you're going to see people have to be less aggressive on their initial listing price mm -hmm. if they want to sell. Because if this continues to go up, it just it it changes from a seller's market to a buyer's market. Yeah. I mean, there's I I actually go in and look at i'll look at per zip code because it's sometimes it's different in this this area like 
Altamont Springs right now where I live, there's one month of supply on the market. So mm -hmm. it's still relatively a strong, strong seller's market. And that's because there's not a lot of listings um, per se. But then you get out into the Deltona areas where the number of number of sales have in the number of listings has increased mm -hmm. and you now got almost three months of inventory. So you're seeing you're seeing a shift there where now you're seeing more price decreases come out than you would per se in Altamont Springs. Mm -hmm. And and our days on market is staying right up there. It only only moved one one day. And I just you just look at our weekly sales basically since July. There's what barely, barely, here's one. Did we break the median line, the average line since July? Hmm. Pretty much everything else is sitting below. Yep. And when you get into the condos, the condos are just since the beginning of August. Their sales are on a steady decline. So it just, and they're it. Look at their inventory. Increasing okay, 22%. Wow. 22% higher than we were in January. And you, you start looking at some of these ones that are listed. And I understand why they're not selling. There's a, a, um, condo over uh over here in altamont and mm -hmm. their hoa associations fees due to the insurance increases mm -hmm. has jumped to 650 dollars a month these units were selling at 230 to 235 and i've seen people now cutting the price to 180 this week on those units. Wow. So, you know, the insurance with what's going on with insurance in Florida, you know, even the, even the property taxes, mm -hmm. our market really is shifting quite a bit. When you, you know, when you start look at those numbers and as a buyer, it, I know it's it's tough to swallow the current interest rates when you look at what, even where they were a year ago. A year ago, we were, what, maybe six and a quarter, six and a half, mm -hmm. somewhere, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, right in that ballpark, yeah. Now, now you're a point and a quarter higher. So this is, I think this is where it really comes in to, with the in, in, increased inventory, is being able to negotiate and work work with your realtor and your lender to position it so that you're not absorbing the whole the whole hit of the new interest rate. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you're getting the calls on the buy downs. Yeah. You know, how do I structure the buy down? What's the best way to do the buy down? And it looks like right now that that two year window is about where we're going to be before people are going to be in a position to refinance a, a mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, you're kind of right in that semblance. What we're seeing is, 
you know, it's funny is like we're seeing that window of how quickly we think rates are going to go down. Because remember, what do we think at the start of the year? What were all the experts mm -hmm. saying? Rates will be back down in the fives by I think it was June. Just yeah, yeah, or just I think then it then it pushed to like December. Then no, it pushed yeah. to December. Now it's sometime next year. I mean, I guess if you could keep kicking the can down, at some point you'll be right, right? Yeah. And, and that's the hard part is is like I think that two that two one that two year that two year buy down period. That's really what we're looking at. You know, will it be sometime before that? Probably. But you want to give yourself a little bit of a window. Um, and it is a huge savings because you're talking on a two one buy down, you know, a three hundred thousand dollar home or four hundred thousand dollar home. That's a four or five hundred dollar savings a month year one. Mm -hmm. And then it's like two twenty two fifty year two. Yep. Like that 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 gets that twenty three hundred dollar mortgage payment. That average like drop that down to nineteen hundred feels a lot more palatable, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I think it definitely is. And with inventory increasing. We're going to see more and more sellers willing to give that seller credit to allow for that. Mm -hmm. And I think really, I, I would not be shocked if that becomes kind of like the predominant credit that is received over the next, you know, three to four months. Yep. Yep. And I think you're, you're, you're seeing it in other parts of the country and we're seeing it in small pockets here. Mm-hmm that you're you're starting to see price decreases and i it, there just comes a point where it, it's something's got one of the two's got to give the in, yeah. either the interest rates got to come down or the pricing's got to come down a little bit in order order to absorb absorb that additional cost mm -hmm. on one end, on one end or the other and mm -hmm. you know we'll, we'll just you know we just continue to monitor it and you know really try and keep everyone informed is like this based on what we're saying this is where we're, we're, you know we tend to see the market going mm -hmm. so well thank you all we appreciate it very much and again please like and subscribe and join us next thursday and we'll continue to keep you up to date on everything relevant in real estate have a wonderful day